When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, where I give you tips and techniques that are scientifically based to help you manage your mind and help you clean up the mental mess and help me clean up my mental mess. Well, in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about bipolar. What is it and how can you manage bipolar depression? But before we start, I just want to tell you about my newest book that is about to be released in less than two weeks, also called Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. So if you haven't heard yet, let me tell you about this very quickly. And for you, you that have already heard, have you done your pre-order? Well, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess is on pre-order at the moment. And listen, this is an amazing book. This book is so helpful. It is filled with not only my tips and techniques, but it's filled with my clinical trials. I have summarized them and made them very, very simple to read. There's scientific little sections and in under the scientific sections where I explain about the brain and your mind and DNA and what's happening when you get your mind under control and how you can change your brain. So there's some sciencey stuff. And then underneath the science, each little sciencey point, I have things like, what does this mean for you? So I show you how to apply the science. But it's so important that we actually understand and get the knowledge that when you, that things about the mind that you can't see, to understand that there's a scientific basis, that when you use your mind correctly, you can change your brain, you can change your life, you can bring that sense of mental peace. So this is an accumulation, this book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, of 38 years of my research and clinical practice, I practiced for 25 years, as well as using this in my own life. I've reached thousands, actually millions of people with these concepts, and this is the most simple, up-to-date version of this information, totally up-to-date. As a scientist, we constantly should be updating our research, and that's what I've done. And I'm presenting the latest research, updated, how five simple steps, the neurocycle, which is how, what you use to clean up your mental mess. So I'm giving you the actual technique, the systematic actual system for how you can get your mind under control to change your brain, get your mind under control to change your mind to direct the neuroplasticity of your brain. And the pre-order bonuses are amazing. There's a three-week book club with me to discuss it. There's a downloadable workbook to discuss working through the neurocycle. There's extra chapters, one for how to neurocycle for your kids. There's a science chapter on neurocycling. There's a month free on the Neurocycle app. I mean, there's just so much. But you can only get those, those bonuses if you pre-order now. A couple of weeks left, so pre-order your book. Go to cleaningupyourmentalmess.com, register, pre-order, register your that you've pre-ordered and you'll get access to all these amazing bonuses. So I'm super excited about that. A quick note, this podcast and blog is for educational purposes only and is not intended as medical advice. 
we always encourage each person to make the decision that seems best for their situation with the guidance of a medical, mental health or appropriate professional. And now, on to today's episode. We are going to be talking about bipolar depression. And the reason I want to talk about this is because I get asked so much about this and it's one of those mental health diagnoses that should not be labeled as an illness that has given people so much trauma and and fear that I want to dispel some of the myths around bipolar and help you get a better understanding and also help you cope if you've ever had this label or if you feel that you that you potentially are bipolar and that you don't want to say anything about it because you're too scared to say something about it because you don't want people to think that you're crazy. Well, the very first thing that I'm going to tell you is that you're not crazy and that all of us, to a certain extent, experience bipolar reactions. Bipolar meaning sometimes we're super happy and sometimes we're really flat. We all experience experience ups and downs in our life. What can happen is that they can become very extreme and they can become very, they can happen for longer periods of time. So you can find yourself instead of just being up and down kind of in a normal way, which is sort of not that noticeable, it's there, but it's not that noticeable, to going along the continuum where you have longer periods of being up, longer periods of being down, and longer periods of of maybe even days at a time, or extreme states, swinging between extreme states more frequently, like two, three times a day where it's not just manageable amount, it's kind of an extreme amount. So the whole thing is it's this up and down where one day you feel super depressed or one moment you feel super depressed or for a few hours you feel super depressed and then for a few hours you feel incredibly high and incredibly excited or incredibly anxious. Now, first thing I want to say to you is that this is a normal reaction to life. And if it's a challenging experience that you're having in life, then it could be a little exacerbated and exaggerated. So instead of it being a kind of manageable up and down, it becomes a little bit stretched. So the up becomes a bit more and the down becomes a bit more and the times between could become longer or shorter and it become could become more frequent, the up-down combination. So there's so many different ways that it can manifest, but it is a warning signal. Bipolar depression is not an illness. Bipolar depression, like depression, like anxiety, like schizophrenia, like anger, despair, terror, fear, these are all emotions that we have that are warning signals that something is going on in our life. They are symptoms of an underlying cause. So if you're experiencing a lot of extreme bouts of up and down mood swings, then there's something going on in your life and you need to grab that as a message and not think that there's something that you're abnormal as a person. I want to really stress this, that you, you, you're not abnormal as a person. You don't have some scary neuropsychiatric brain disease that's going to control you the rest of your life. What you are experiencing is a normal reaction to a potentially very adverse set of circumstances. It could be a multiplicity of circumstances that have built up over the years. It could be a lot of extreme trauma that you've gone through that you've never really dealt with and that you've potentially suppressed for years. So the, the sort of normal ups and downs that we experience as a, as a human have become exaggerated because of suppressing the issues. You see, when we suppress trauma or we don't deal with trauma or we suppress our ways of kind of coping, that it's not sustainable and, and it will manifest at some point in our life. 
And I wish at this moment that I had video, but I don't have video because I'm doing this podcast in the middle of this huge, massive storm that we've had. And it is freezing here in Dallas. And if you, if anyone who lives in Dallas and who's experiencing this now knows what I'm talking about, but we're sitting here with minus temperatures of minus 14 and minus 15 degrees Celsius. I still talk in Celsius being from South Africa. And we've got like, it feels like the chill factors at minus 26 and we've got snow outside. And I just went for a run with the dogs outside and couldn't last more than 10 minutes. It was so freezing. So I'm sitting here in the dark, just doing this via audio because I just felt such an important, this is such an important topic. And we've just had so many questions about bipolar. And I did a short live on this the other day and we had such a great response that I decided to do it, turn it into a podcast. Okay. So coming back to bipolar. So number one, Bipolar is not a disease. Bipolar is a bipolar depression is a reaction to adverse life circumstances. It is a normal reaction to adverse life circumstances. There's not something wrong with you. It is, an, it is actually an indication that there's something going on with you. Do you hear the difference? There's not something wrong with you. You not, do not have an abnormal brain. You're not crazy. Well, we're all a little crazy, and I say that a little facetiously, but we all battle. So you're simply being a normal human, battling with adverse circumstances of life, and you having a, maybe an exaggerated response where maybe it's very, very extreme at, the, at this particular stage. But I still, it's still a warning signal of an underlying issue. And what's super important here is to recognize as well that it could be related to hormones. It could be that you have PCOS or you have some kind of hormonal imbalance or you, your hormones have been affected because of medication or some sort of an illness that you have and that physical illness in your body, as I said, a hormonal insufficiency or a hormonal issue and that could that in itself could upset your hormones and lead to these feelings. Also, you could just, every single one of us is unique as you know, I don't need to tell you that. You all know that you have your own unique reactions to life and all of us have different personality combinations. We know that. I call it the I factor and our I factor combination could be that you just experience things in a little bit more of an extreme way and so as you're going through life, you may have that sort of little normal ups and downs, but then something happens that's adverse and, and then you have an extreme reaction. It doesn't mean you're ill and that you have to live with this the rest of your life. It means that you're having a reaction. And this is something that you can learn to manage and learn to control. You see, the beautiful thing with the mind and depression is telling us that something's going on in the mind because depression is a warning signal, as I mentioned. The beautiful thing with the mind is that the mind is malleable, as is the brain. The brain is malleable too. So that means that we can learn to manage our mind and we can learn to, ch which then in turn changes the brain. Your mind and your brain, as you've heard me say before, but for those of you that are maybe new listeners, your mind and your brain are not the same. Your mind is how you think, feel, and choose. Your mind is that I fact. That mind is the you-ness. It's how you are listening now and thinking, feeling, and choosing in response to my words. Whereas your brain is the physical part of you. It's the physical Part, the brain and the body collectively are around about one, maybe a bit more, one to 10%. And your mind, which is how you think, feel and choose, is the 90 to 99% of who you are. So your mind is not your brain, but they're inseparable. So they're separate, but inseparable. So the mind works through the brain and body and the brain and body respond to the mind. So when our mind is messy, then our brain gets messy. But we can learn to systematically direct and 
develop our mind management. So we can develop our mind management skills. It's a skill that we can learn. So when you have the knowledge of what mind is and what brain is and the relationship between mind and brain, and you realize that you can actually develop your skill of mind management using the system I've developed called the neurocycle, that means that you can also direct the neuroplasticity of your brain. So the underlying premise here is that if your mind is always changing and your brain is always changing and your mind is always with you, you wake up with your mind, you go to sleep with your mind, you eat with your mind, you get dressed with your mind, you have the arguments with your mind, you go on social media with your mind, you listen to this podcast with your mind, your mind is doing everything. Your mind's gone, your brain and body are dead. So your mind is how you experience life. It's how you perceive life. It's the source of your thoughts. So right now you are perceiving this experience of listening through your mind. And and, and what does that mean? It means that you're thinking, feeling and choosing about what I'm saying about bipolar. And you're grabbing that information and it's kind of like an electromagnetic field around your brain. So here I'm saying things and you're hearing auditory sound waves. There's also electromagnetic forces coming at you from the words that I'm saying and sound waves and your mind is you, you, your mind, you are thinking, feeling and choosing about what I'm saying and you're generating this force through the brain in response and the brain is responding electrically, chemically and genetically and converting my words about bipolar and what it means into actual protein structures in your brain that look like little trees. And you doing this with your mind, you are changing, you are building protein tree-like structures in your brain. And the little proteins are holding vibrations of vibrations. The little words that the words that I'm saying are held as vibrations in those little protein branches. And that's neuroplasticity. So this is happening all the time. The moment you open your eyes in the morning and you start responding, you are having an experience with your mind and you are thinking, feeling and choosing. And as you think, feel and choose, it moves through the brain. And then this is built into your brain as these protein branches. So therefore, if your mind is always experiencing and, and building information in your brain, don't you want to direct that process? Don't you want to understand that process? So that's what I teach with the neurocycle. That's what my book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, is teaching you. That's what this podcast is teaching you. That's what I've spent my life researching. And showing that you can learn to get so much control over your mind that you can manage, you can increase your ability to manage anxiety and bipolar depression and depression and and fear and and, and extreme anxiety and and psychotic breaks and fear and despair and terror and and, and shame and guilt and condemnation by an improved factor of 81% when you learn to use your mind. So this is not a one-off thing that I teach. The neurocycle which is the system that I developed, which is a five-step scientific system for how you manage your mind to change your brain, is not a one-off thing. It's a lifestyle. You know, that's what I explain in my book as well, that you can use this in the moment. You can use this to deal with traumas. You can use this to deal with toxic habits. You can use the neurocycle to, so you can use the neurocycle in the moment. You can use the neurocycle to to detox trauma out of your brain. You can use the neurocycle to detox bad habits out of your brain. You can use the neurocycle to build your brain, to bring brain health and resilience and increased mental health into your brain. You can use the neurocycle to build new habits into your brain. So it's for everything. Part of a good mental self-care routine is taking care of your physical body and brain through good nutrition, exercise, and toxin-free skincare and cleaning products. But often healthy and clean products come at a high cost and can be hard to find. That's why I love Thrive Market. It's basically my one-stop shop for affordable, healthy food, amazing clean beauty and skin products, and more. 
I don't have to go from store to store or spend hours online trying to find the best deals and prices. With Thrive, I get everything I need in one place without having to leave my home. I recently stocked up on some amazing new and natural skincare products for myself and my daughters and was so amazed at how little I ended up spending. Thrive Market is an online membership-based market on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. Shopping with Thrive Market is healthy without the hassle. You can easily shop by 70-plus diets and values like keto, paleo, gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO, fair trade certified, BPA-free, and more. Skip the store and the lines. Enjoy guaranteed savings and member-only prices. Thrive Market members save on an average of $32 on every order. When you join, you give back. Through Thrive Gives, their one-for-one membership matching program, every paid membership sponsors a free one for a low-income family. Join Thrive Market today to get 25% off your first order and an exclusive free gift. The only way to get this offer is by going to thrivemarket.com slash drleaf. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash drleaf. To get the exclusive offer of 25% off your first order and a free gift. You can't get this offer anywhere else. Go to thrivemarket.com slash drleaf. The link will also be in the show notes. So in, let's come back to bipolar now and let's see, okay, well, if bipolar is a reaction, a warning signal to adverse circumstances and it's warning you about an underlying issue, that means that we need to grab that signal, not be scared of that signal. Research coming out of the University of Japan and the University of Texas conf- just recently confirmed research that I found. And that is that if you look at something like bipolar depression and the other emotions I've described, But let me talking today about bipolar depression. If you look at bipolar depression as something that's not scary, but as something that's telling you something, that's a message, and that if you embrace it and see it as helpful, you can actually find out why you're having that extreme experience. And you can make 1,400 neurophysiological responses in your brain and body work for you and not against you, which increases brain health and resilience in your body down to the level of your DNA which means that you'll cope better. It means that you'll get more balance in the two sides of your brain. You'll have more coherence. You'll have more of a balance between the delta, theta, alpha, beta, gamma waves in your brain. You'll have more oxygen flowing to the front of your brain and you'll be able to be more controlled and less and control those mood swings. And so in other words, what I'm telling you is that by embracing the bipolar depression as a meaningful message, as a symptom, as a warning signal, of an underlying issue, you're immediately shifting the power balance and getting control over it, as opposed to the bipolar controlling you. So if you're having a bipolar moment, and let's say that you're in an extreme state of of total depression, and you've been feeling like that for a few hours, and now that's passing, and you're starting to swing into a much more more positive state, now you're like almost on a high, which is the other, why it's called bipolar, it's going extreme. What can you, when you feel that, you don't just shove it down. You don't just get embarrassed and condemn, and condemn yourself. What you do is you look at that and say, okay, I've been feeling really depressed for about five hours now or whatever. And now I'm starting to feel super high and excited and full of energy and like the swing. I've gone from one thing to the other. And I've even got this kind of high anxiety. And, and so you swung from this like really flat state to this very high state. 
by saying it, by saying this is how I'm feeling, by describing it, by acknowledging it, you're embracing it, you're gathering awareness of it, you're gathering, embrace. These are these are not scary words. These are not, oh, that's bad, suppress it, push it down. If you do the, oh, that's bad, push it down, you make 1,400 neurophysiological responses work against you. Let me give you a simple example. So let's say that you're having this mood swing. You've got this bipolar. People have labeled you as bipolar. Don't take that label. You are not any, it's not an it. You can't be bipolar. What you can is you can experience bipolar as a reaction to something that you're going through. And it could be something, as I said, like hormonal, alongside an established trauma, a toxic habit, a series of little traumas that are happening, an acute trauma that happens in your life. So it's an experience that you're having with your mind. Remember, your mind is always with you. During the day you are experiencing, your, con- your mind is converting every experience into thought trees in your brain, which are thought trees with memories. And at nighttime, your mind is still with you. It's still awake. And it's, and it's sorting out the thoughts you've built during the day. But very often we don't do that properly either. So the neurocycle will help you with that. But be talking about bipolar. So let's talk about the neurocycle for bipolar. So the first thing that you want to do is you want to shift this fear away from bipolar as a label and you want to see bipolar as a normal reaction to adverse life experiences. And that it it is something that all humans do, but some people do it in a more extreme way because it's part of their personality. So some people just naturally have more highs and lows and doesn't make them crazy. It doesn't make them ill. And then those, some of us don't have maybe such extreme highs and lows, but they can get into a state where something happens in their life, a tremendously acute trauma or a series of acute traumas, and then that can cause the the bipolar to be a bit more extreme. So if you think of a continuum, think of a continuum, and in the middle of the continuum, there is a zero. And the one side of the continuum goes from one to 10, and the other side of the continuum goes from minus one to minus 10. Now think of the area around the zero from minus four to plus four. So minus four, minus three, minus two, minus one and zero. And then on the other side, one, two, three, four. And imagine a bell curve around that area of that line. So just see this line, zero in the middle, one to 10 on one side, zero minus one to minus 10 on the other side and see the bell curve around the minus four to plus four. Now, every human in any one day, any moment of time, we hover around the minus four to plus four. So let's say you can be extremely sad and frustrated and down, which is minus four. And then you can shift in a few moments because something great happens to a plus four. So you wake up maybe feeling so upset and about something that you didn't resolve and it affected your sleep. So you're really feeling at the minus four. And then you get to have a beautiful conversation with a loved one and you shoot to a plus four. Now, does that make you ill? No, it just makes you, you've jumped from a low to a high. And most of us during the day are shifting between the minus four plus four just because of the life's experiences of life. Okay, and so, but then we can have something that really hits us or a series of traumatic events that we don't deal with or that we don't know how to cope with or acute traumas. And then we can shift beyond the minus four to minus five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and it can be really bad. Then we can get really flat and then we can swing to like to, to plus eight, nine, ten. And we can, it's those extreme swings that are telling us, are shouting at us. It's like a screaming signal saying, hey, pay attention. We've got to pay attention. I also just want to make a side note here that I strongly recommend that you do if you're backing with those extremes a lot, that it's a really good idea to do the NeuroCycle app as well as work through the NeuroCycle book. So if you pre-order the book, you'll I teach you exactly how to do the NeuroCycle and we're going to talk through it now as well. There I have the NeuroCycle app where I walk you through audio-wise and I also encourage you to maybe get to therapy or counseling and also get the support of a loved one, some friends, people that you trust that you can talk it through. Okay, so. Let's now 
briefly, I'm going to briefly explain what the neurocycle is, and then I'm going to briefly explain to you how you can use the neurocycle to deal with in the moment bipolar experience, and then how you can work on it long term over time. Okay, so the neurocycle, as I mentioned, is the five-step system that I've developed over scientific system that I have developed over over the last three decades, almost four decades. It has been clinically applied for over 25 years and has been scientifically researched for nearly four decades. The, the most recent version of the neurocycle, the five steps, is in my new book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, on pre-order now. And these five steps are how you, with your mind, use your mind. You literally use your five steps to fix your five steps. You use your mind to fix your mind. And remember, I also said your mind is malleable, which means your mind can always change. Your mind needs to be trained. We need to train our mind. Like we go to the gym and train, we need to. We need to train our mind every day. You go work out every day, you need to train your mind every day. You clean your teeth every day, you need to, you need to clean your mind every day. And that's what the neurocycle is, is, is helping you to do. So it's a systematic mind system. It's a systematized way of using, of driving your mind in the right direction so that you can drive the neuroplasticity in your brain. Five steps. The first step is to gather awareness. The second step is to reflect. The third step is to write. The fourth step is to recheck. And the fifth step is to is an active reach. So just before you begin your neurocycle, I always recommend that you prepare your brain and you can prepare your brain for in any way. You can use tapping, you can use havening, you can do different types of breathing, you can do meditation, you can do a little bit of exercise, anything to get your brain prepared. That helps with mind-brain integration, gets oxygen flowing to the front of your brain. One of my favorite exercises, and this is really wonderful if you are having a bipolar experience and it's an in the moment bipolar experience I, I love to recommend my 10 second pause exercise and this is in the book cleaning up your mental mess and also in the neurocycle app that goes that you can get also alongside the book download from google play or itunes and it is so good at balancing the neurochemical chaos that happens when we get into an extreme state, the higher state of bipolar, and it also boosts oxygen to the brain when you get into the very flat state. So what you do is you breathe in for three counts and you breathe out for seven. So it's in for three and out for seven. So you breathe out for longer than you breathe in. And the reason you breathe out for longer than you're breathing in is because on the exhalation, the longer exhalation, you increase your decision-making capability. So breathing out longer increases your ability to make good decisions. So you're pushing that air out as you breathe out, you're pushing it to the front of your brain and that in, drops impulsivity, balances the two sides of the brain, increases a, the alpha wave in the brain, which means that you're going to have more insight and you're going to start being able to be, to be able to sort of find out why you're in the state. So you'll have more ability to do the, the steps of the neurocycle. You'll have more blood flow to the front of the brain and you're going to feel a lot calmer because the neurochemical chaos that comes from the lows and the highs of bipolar will be calm. So you do this 10 second pause as a brain preparation and you do this between six to nine times. So you spend about a minute and a half breathing in, two, three, and then out four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. But breathe in one, two, and then out. Really push it out. And then you can add to make it even more powerful. You can add the cognitive component of the three words of the mind, of what the mind is, which is think, feel, choose. So on your inhalation, 
You can breathe in for two, three counts and add the words think, feel. So as you breathe in, in your mind, you're saying think, feel. And as you breathe out, you're breathing out choose. So you're forcing it out for seven counts and you're saying that word choose. So in for three, out for seven, saying the words think, feel on the inhalation, choose on the exhalation. Excellent for calming your brain down. Now we go into the first step. So let's say that you're having a bipolar moment and you can feel that you're really depressed or and you and you feel yourself swinging into the opposite or you're really depressed or you're really high or you're in the transition or you just had the experience and now you kind of calm down and you and you and you want to sort of evaluate why you had you know you, you don't want to do it again as extreme or whatever. First thing is remind yourself you have no shame, no condemnation. It's totally normal. See the bipolar as helpful, as a messenger, telling you it's a, it's a warning signal, telling you that it's a symptom of an underlying cause, warning signal, smoke signal. It's telling you something's going on. So get into that state of mind. Next, uh, next thing I want you to do in just also preparing for the neurocycle. So you've breathed, you've no condemnation and guilt. Now stand back and observe yourself. I want you to almost split into two. So split into the messy mind that's battling. That's, that's a bit extreme. That's maybe gone to the minus six plus six state of bipolar swinging high and low. And so split. And then also the other part of you is the calm part. So inside each and every one of us, we have our messy mind, which tends to get out of shape a lot, which is normal. If you're human, it happens. All kinds of things happen. And the messy mind gets out of shape a lot and gets messy, which is why we have to clean up our mental mess. And how do we clean up our mental mess? With our wise mind, which never gets messy. It's that insight, it's that wisdom, it's that survival, it's that wide for love, it's that optimism bias, it's that aha moment. That's what you draw on. So in your mind, visualize standing back and observing yourself and almost splitting into two. So wise mind, Caroline, and messy mind, Caroline. I sometimes explain this as, as though you're flying a helicopter and the wise mind is the co-pilot that's guiding the pilot and the, and the pilot is the messy mind. And sometimes that pilot is like learning to fly and needs help, and, but the co-pilot is this keeping you calm, keeping you in the driver's seat, but keeping you with your veto power, et cetera, et cetera, but it's guiding you. So you have this fantastic, brilliant ability as a human to stand back and observe your own thinking and to get into this active veto power mode. Okay, so here you are. You've done your breathing. You've told yourself no guilt, condemnation. It's okay. This is just a message. I embrace this. Okay, I'm not scared of this. I'm going to find that it's horrible. I know I don't like these extremes, but I'm going to find the message so that I can calm it down and I can manage it so it's not as extreme. And the third thing is I stand back and observe my own thinking. So I get into the multiple perspective advantage state, which is kind of like split, split into two, the wise mind and the messy mind. And in that way, you're almost clinically giving yourself therapy. One of the upsides from this recent pandemic is I get to do many of my interviews and much of my work in my pajamas. But the downside of working from home, I feel like now more than ever I am constantly looking at a screen and my eyes have been really straining, which has been causing so many headaches. If this sounds like a familiar struggle in your life, I've got the answer for you. Blue light blocking glasses from Blue Blocks. Blue light damages our eyes and leads to digital eye strain. Symptoms of digital eye strain are blurred vision, headaches, and dry, watery eyes. For some, this could even cause heightened anxiety, depression, and low energy. Well, Blue Blocks was created to fix this problem and block out the blue light with high-quality lenses. Unlike other types of blue light glasses, Blue Blocks are evidence-based and made under optics laboratory conditions in Australia. They have 40 hip frames and come in prescription, non-prescription, and readers. 
so they have frames for every need. Blueblocks is also giving back by working in partnership with Restoring Vision in their Buy One Gift One campaign. For each pair of Blueblocks glasses purchased, they donate a pair of reading glasses to someone in need. I also really love Blueblocks' Remedy Sleep Mask, which uses the most sophisticated design methodology to create a comfortable, 100% light blocking eye mask for improved REM and deep sleep. Get started today with your Blueblocks glasses, and I promise it will change your life. And just for my listeners, get 15% off your order with the code Dr. Leaf and blueblocks.com. That's the code Dr. Leaf at B L U B L O X.com. The link and offer details will be in the show notes. Right now, you've moved into the, the neurocycle. First thing that you're going to do is you're going to gather awareness. So the wise mind, Caroline, says, okay, Caroline, let's gather to the messy mind, Caroline, let's gather awareness of the warning signals. And we know it's bipolar. Okay, so bipolar. So what is that? You've been extreme. Let's describe it. Let's say you've been extremely depressed for four or five hours. Just came out of the blue. You were having a cool day. Everything was fine. And now suddenly at whatever time in the afternoon, suddenly it got really, you got really flat and you just felt yourself going downhill. And so that's, that's what I want you That's gathering. That's you controlling it. You becoming aware. As you become aware, you are now changing how your mind functions. You're directing your neuroplasticity. You're pulling that thought tree up from the, from in, the, in the depths of your non-conscious mind. Your alpha is increasing, helping you to do this, to dig into your brain and find this thought tree about why, what is the source of this bipolar? Because you don't just have a bipolar reaction. There's a source behind it. There's a reason, a series of traumas, a series of bad habits, a series of things that you just did to cope and survive. Listen, we do this all the time. We go through things in life and we develop coping mechanisms which are transformed into these thoughts in our brain and they're not always sustainable, but we fall back on them. And because they're not the best, they were fine in the moment. That's how you coped, but they're not sustainable for survival and they go against your wired for love mode. So they can manifest as things like bipolar. So you want to find them. Okay. So the first thing is gather awareness. Don't be scared of them in, in an embracing way, as I've described. And I gather awareness of the warning signal. So you describe it like I've done. Describe the high. If you experience the high, if, you, if you're talking, if you're operating, just if you're doing this, uh, this neurocycle in a low, talk about, uh, gather the warning signals of what, what that looks like. Be as descriptive as possible. If you're doing it in the high, describe that. If you're doing it in the transition, describe that. Okay. Then look at your next thing and do it very objectively. So Caroline Messi Mind is saying, okay, tell me. So you're talking to yourself, okay? And then you're going to ask yourself about the behavioral warning signals. What are your behaviors? What are you saying? What are you doing when you're in the low, in the high, or in the transition? What are your physical warning signals? What does your body feel like? Have you got tension in your shoulders? Do you? Is there a certain pattern that your body goes into when you're in the low part, the high part, the transition part? Is, it, is this systematic? What's your perspective when you're in the low, the high, the transition? Okay, so those are the four warning signals. Gather awareness of the for emotional warning signals, be specific. The low, the high, the transition. The physical warning signals in the low, the high, the transition. Perspective in the low, high, and the transition, and in the behaviors. Then you go to the next step, which is reflect. Beautiful word. When you shine light through a prism, it breaks up into all these beautiful colors. It reflects. When you look in a mirror, your your image, your beautiful image, is reflected back. Very powerful. Okay, our mirror neurons in our brain reflect each other's actions. And, and when you look at yourself in a mirror, your mirror neurons in your brain are reflecting. So reflect is this very broad, deep concept. And it tells us information. So now we take what we've gathered and we reflect on it. So we ask, answer, discuss, 
Why do I feel that specific description that you've described of the low or the high or the transition, those behaviors, the warning signals, the perspective, why do I feel that? And then you answer, why? And then you answer, why? And you do that for a few minutes. So you go as deep as you can, ask, answer, discuss, ask, very objectively. Remember, no, no judgment, no, no guilt, no condemnation. We're simply getting information. We are trying to find the source. Then you're going to write that down. And when you write down what you've reflected on, and you can ask yourself the questions again. So you first reflect, you just do that process, and then you write down. And when you write down, write down in the form of a metacog, which I teach you in my book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. I've also got a video in the NeuroCycle app, and I teach you how to do it there. But if it's just basically a pattern on a page starting in the middle with branches growing out of it. If you don't understand how to do it yet, that's no problem. Just write. Okay, get vomit that stuff on the page. Get your brain on paper. Write it down. It doesn't have to be a work of art, a literary masterpiece. Just get the information out. Why all the answer? All the answers, the why answers. Why you have the low? What does it look like? What's the behavior? What's the warning signal? What's the the perspective? Those four areas. Why did you feel like that? What is the link between the low behavior, the low emotion, and the low physical, and the low perspective, and the low behavior? I think I said that. Twice. And what's the the link between the the high the high part of the warning signal of the high emotion? What does it look like? What does it feel like in your body? What are the behaviors? And what are your perspective? And so you you know get it down. Look at look at that information. Write that down. And then you're going to recheck step four. And and that's where you look for the patterns. How often are you doing this? When does it happen? What are the associations? What are the links? What are the triggers? What's the antidote? How can you reconceptualize this? How can you see this differently? And as you're doing that, you're starting to see the roots, the origin story. Like a tree has roots and then a tree trunk and then branches, so your thought trees also have roots and tree trunks and branches. The roots are, first there was a seed that was sown. So let's say that years ago you had some kind of a trauma or recently you had some kind of a trauma and that trauma was maybe you were helping someone who was going through an extreme trauma. So you were there, maybe you helped someone who was going, who was very suicidal, going through extreme mental health or extreme sicknesses or something. And that's the seed, as it happened, that the seeds that were sown. And as soon as the seed's sown, the roots grow. And the roots are the, the origin story. It's all the emotions, the behaviors, the data, what happened. And that produces, immediately grows a trunk, which is the perspective, which immediately grows the branches. The branches are your interpretation of the origin story. So it's it's going to be your behaviors and emotions, which then manifest in what you say and what you do. So what we're doing is working backwards. We're looking the the bipolars is the the behaviors and warning signals and emotions and 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 perspective that are manifesting, and we're looking at those to look deeper into the tree branches to find out what they are. We gathered awareness of them, and as you reflect and write, you're gathering awareness of all these things and finding out why. And the why takes you down the tree trunk under the ground to the roots and the roots are starting to tell us the origin story and then you the recheck you also going to do writing you're going to add extra notes and and you're going to try and reconceptualize which means seeing it differently seeing it from another way you're deconstructing and reconstructing so in terms of the maybe being really depressed say okay well it seems like i have the extreme states of depression this is the trigger extreme states of high this is the trigger this is kind of the how often it's happening. Okay, so what? So what would? So you're analyzing. You're doing a mental autopsy. You're getting that information, and now you're going to look at it differently. So I do this. I don't have to feel guilt. I don't have to feel condemnation. I'm doing this. I think it's coming from a series of traumas and maybe related to hormonal stuff. So now I think. So you 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 don't know for sure. So you're starting to see the roots. You're starting to dig some of the sand away. 
So you've landed the helicopter at the tree and you're looking at the tree and you're starting to really analyze that tree and you're taking your spade and you're digging the sand away. And now you do that today and you do that in, in for 15 to 45 minutes and then you leave it alone. So you leave it alone by going to step five, which is the active reach. The active reach is a, like a full stop in a sentence. It's okay, this is the work I've done today. I've done a lot of work with the gather awareness, the reflects, the write, the recheck. This is a lot of work. This is a lot of emotionally draining work. So now I've done that emotionally draining work. So now what am I going to do? Some kind of little action that helps me not think about this anymore during the day. Because if I think about it all day long, it's going to totally invade my life and mess my life up. What I'm going to do is I'm going to hang on to what I've learned today, craft a little statement out of that, and that's what I'm going to type into my reminders in my phone or the remind, Active Reach reminders in the NeuroCycle app if you're working with that or in your little journal, NeuroCycle journal, however, but you're going to write down this little crafted statement and it could be something as much as, I think that I'm having this extreme reaction from potentially trauma or it could be bipolar is okay, it's part of a normal thing. It's normal. All humans experience it. I'm just having, this is just mood swings. This is normal. It's not an illness. could be that. Or it could be, this is normal, but I'm just having an extreme reaction. I'm going to find out why. Or it could be, this is a symptom of an underlying cause. Whatever works for you. And that's what you think about during the day. Seven times during the day today, it pops up in your conscious mind and you consciously read that. And so you've been keeping it at the tip of your tongue. You're keeping it in your conscious mind and you're able to transfer that energy over into something positive. So instead of being the, the, the negativity of bipolar and the label and all the scary stuff, you're now controlling it. Your active reach is teaching you how to, this whole cycle, the whole neurocycle, and the active reach is sealing it and helping you see you have control. So the active reach will give you the control back. And then you'd come back tomorrow, you do your 15 to 45 minutes. And so you go on for 21 days. By the 21st day, you would have literally deconstructed and reconstructed that tree. You would have pulled it out, found the roots, the origin story, and it may you may not have found the whole origin story, but you would have got a pretty good idea, and you've got a lovely, beautiful, new little tree. That's the small little tree. It's small, and I stress small because it's new. You've just reconceptualized it. And in the middle of that tree, in the midst of those branches of that tree and in the roots, you've still got the origin, but it's different now. It's now not a black tree. It's now a healthy green tree, and that healthy green tree has incorporated the story into it, which is it's reconceptualized, it's changed. That happened to me, but this is why. I experienced extreme states of bipolar because of, not I am bipolar. And so you would so you would move through it. And then from day 22 to 42, you would then wrap up, you would find one collective active reach statement that would then help you to remember this, the, what you've discovered over these 21 days. And it's, a, it's like, it's a normal active reach, but it's a collective one of where you're at now. And you put that into a beautiful statement, put that in your active reach reminders, and you practice saying that for the, you practice reading that because it pops up seven times a day. So you, you set it to pop up seven times a day to keep it in your conscious mind. And you practice saying that over the next 42 days. Why? Because it takes 63 days to grow that tree strong enough in your brain that it will actually impact your behavior that it will actually move into your conscious mind and impact your behavior. So the next time you trigger it and you have that bipolar response, instead of the toxic tree driving it even more pop and popping, the toxic bipolar tree driving, uh, not bipolar tree, sorry, the toxic bipolar response, which has come from whatever, that's now not there anymore. You have the reconceptualized tree that is now thought tree with its beautiful memories in the roots and the branches that have changed. Once I was like that in the roots, but now I am like this. This is how my new behavior is. 
So as you triggered, you remember how you were, but now you've learned to manage it. And that thought tree pops up. Why does a thought tree pop up? Because you, everything you say and do comes from the thought tree. So every word and action, everything you do, its source is the root. So thoughts are the source of everything you say and do. So you want this new reconceptualized tree to be the source of how you will manage in that situation. And the more you do it, the more you practice it, the better you will get. And when you finish that 63 days, maybe you need to practice Maybe something else turns up and you still need to do another few cycles. You just keep doing this. And when you finish that, you go into another thing. Neurocycling is a lifestyle. Mind management is a lifestyle. And once you do this really well, you'll find you'll be able to apply it in the moment as well. Well, thank you for listening to me today. I hope that you will have found this helpful. We'll be doing a lot more like this. Give us your feedback. Give us your comments. Send your, send your questions in. I'm here to help you. We have a free neurocycling workshop on the 27th of February. You can go to the link is in the show notes. You can register for free through Eventbrite. And I'll be spending 19 minutes teaching you how to neurocycle and helping you to understand in even more depth. So go and register for that. Pre-order your book. Remember, the pre-order bonuses only come if you pre-order and register your pre-order. So go to cleaningupyourmentalmess.com and pre-order the book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. Register for the Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess Neurocycle Workshop on the 27th of Feb. And you are going to learn with me. I'm still doing this. I'd have to do this all the time. I, I live, what's it? I neurocycle as a lifestyle. I'm doing it all the time and I keep teaching you multiple different ways to do it. Today, we were talking about how to use it for bipolar. Thank you for joining me today and I look forward to talking to you soon. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then... I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.